Hey guys, Brad and Julian here. I'm the host of the Update with Brad and Julian podcast. Speaking of podcasts, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And the best part of all of it? It's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by recording this ad. What I personally love about Anchor is that it allows me to record my show from anywhere, whether I'm here in the studio at Kingsboro, or whether I'm on the road reporting from Washington or any other part of the city. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to Anchor FM. Anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Good afternoon from outside the gates of Kingsboro Community College. On the update this Friday, the governor announces that all schools and colleges in the state will remain closed through the rest of the academic year. A decision about whether to allow summer school, though, will be deferred until the end of the month. We'll have the latest details. The tensions between the NYPD and the members of the city's Hasidic Jewish community flared again as officers interrupted a crowded funeral to crack down on social distancing violators. Churchill Downs said that its spring meet will open without spectators on May 16th, five days after its stables and training center reopened in phases under strict guidelines. And in California, a rural county is defying Governor Gavin Newsom's shutdown order and has become the state's first county to let non-essential businesses reopen by allowing diners in restaurants in Modoc County, the state's northwestern corner near Oregon. This is the update Friday, May the 1st, 2020. From WKRB's World Headquarters in New York, this is the update with Brandon Julian. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the update on a Friday. Brandon Julian here, podcast exclusive, also on the WKRB Mixcloud channel. And that introduction is a tiny bit misleading. We are uh, strolling outside the gates of Kingsboro Community College, my alma mater. Well, I shouldn't say alma mater, where I've gone to school, of course, for the last four years. And uh, the reason why we are here, outside the main gates of Kingsboro, has to do with our Lead story on the update this Friday. The uh, the governor 
of this state, Governor Cuomo, he was saying all week long that a decision on schools would be made by the end of this week, because there have been some schools upstate that have very few cases that wish to reopen their schools and, in effect, reopen their businesses, reopen their businesses as well. Well, the governor announced today that schools and colleges throughout the state will remain closed through the rest of the academic year because of the pandemic. The order applies to 4.2 million students statewide and continues a shutdown order that was expected to expire in two weeks. The governor said that it was just simply too risky to reopen at a time when the virus is still sending nearly a thousand people into the hospital every day. Uh, He said that a decision about whether to allow summer school and physical school buildings will be deferred until the end of the month. Of course, if you've looked at the calendar, we are now in a new month of May, and that means the horrible April is finally over. But only time will tell if the pandemic that made it so awful will fade in May. When the month began, the virus was already raging, and nearly 2,000 people were dead. Governor Cuomo, of course, warned that one model predicted as many as 16,000 deaths from the virus. And at the time, that seemed grim. Of course, reality has been far worse. Through Wednesday, the virus was believed to have killed at least 23,600 people in the state. Most experts agree that the figure is an undercount since it only includes deaths that were officially linked to COVID-19 on the death certificate. Nearly two months into this pandemic restrictions, uh, city trainers and aerobic instructors are worrying. Uh, They say that the industry won't be the same when the gyms are allowed to reopen. Gyms and elf clubs employ tens of thousands of New Yorkers who are part of the state's $3 billion fitness industry. The industry, of course, had been thriving prior to the pandemic. Now the virus has forced many workers online to maintain relationships with their clients. They wonder, will the loyal customers come back? Will they care enough to continue spending money on niche workouts? And will they wait until there is a proven COVID-19 vaccine? It's no secret that there have been tensions between the NYPD and members of the city's Hasidic Jewish community. And they flared again as officers interrupted a crowded funeral to crack down on social distancing violators. A video that was posted on social media showed officers in protective masks chasing a minivan through the Borough Park section of Brooklyn uh, yesterday as it carried the body of a deceased rabbi. The officers can be heard shouting at dozens of people marching behind the van to get out of the street and onto the sidewalk. A police spokeswoman said that a 17-year-old boy was taken into custody after he pushed a police official. That boy was cited for disorderly conduct. The hordes of travelers, of course, who pack into Times Square, of course, are now long gone. So what are thousands of jobs catering to tours who make it the nation's most visited city? The pandemic has devastated the city's tourism economy. One study shows that roughly 300,000 people are employed in the industry, and that's more than the number working in the city's finance and tech sectors. But now a big share of those tourism workers are unemployed and are facing months of uncertainty. 
And that's because there's little expectation of the New York attractions that draw the big crowds will open anytime soon. In Brooklyn, state officials are now investigating that funeral home that resorted to storing dozens of bodies on ice in rented trucks after it was overwhelmed by coronavirus deaths. Health Commissioner Dr. Howard Zucker said yesterday that the funeral home could face civil fines and license suspensions. Authorities were responding to complaints about a bad smell found at the home. It had rented four trucks to hold about 50 corpses. Mayor de Blasio called the actions, quote, unconscionable. City funeral homes, of course, have struggled since late March as the number of fatalities linked to the virus has topped 18,000. The efforts to clear and clean the city subway system has now taken on a specific urgency as a result of the virus. The system, of course, has always been a haven for the city's homeless a situation that's only become more clear to observers. Uh, police officers and homeless outreach program workers have been at various stations in the overnight hours. They've been rousing any remaining riders and offering services and shelter to any who might require it. Of course, the announcement came yesterday that subway service will shut down each day from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. to increase increase cleaning of trains and stations. Here in Brooklyn, a neighborhood has come together to help bury a stranger. When 91-year-old Winifred Pardo died in an assisted living facility in Manhattan, her family was in other states and couldn't be with her because of the virus. So a Brooklyn funeral director turned to people in her own neighborhood for help. She posted on a neighborhood forum asking if anyone wanted to contribute items like flowers to the service, for the service. And people did respond. One woman did some embroidery for the casket. Others sent over lilacs and daffodils. One of Pardo's daughters says that she was touched by the gifts. There is other news of this Friday to address, and we will address those when the update with Brandon Julian. Podcast exclusive, and also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel, uh, returns in just 30 seconds. A social distancing tip. Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book, take a walk, unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September, paint a self-portrait, catch up on a TV series, do a puzzle. Remember, we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back, everyone. Some of the other news of this Friday. Anderson Cooper is now a father, a milestone that the CNN anchor says for a while he didn't believe whatever happened. Uh, Cooper announced the birth of his son, Wyatt, last night on his show and in a lengthy Instagram post. Cooper said that he was still astonished that he was a father. His son was born on Monday via surrogate, the newsman said, and is named after Cooper's late father. Cooper, age 52, said that he regretted that his parents and brother were not alive to meet his son. Uh, Cooper's mother, Gloria Vanderbilt, died in July at the age of 95. His father died also when Cooper was only 10. 
Here in New York, the former chief of the Honduran National Police has now been charged here in New York with drug and weapons crimes. The charges against Juan Carlos Bonilla Valadares in Manhattan Federal Court were unveiled yesterday. He is not in custody. Manhattan U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman said that Bonilla participated in a violent international drug conspiracy. Berman says that Bonilla worked on behalf of former Honduran Congressman Tony Hernandez and Honduran President Juan Orlando Hernandez. The president has denied links to the drug trade. Bonilla told the local press in Honduras yesterday that he's done nothing wrong. He also told Tele 27 that he isn't a drug trafficker and he never took orders from politicians. And finally, out to the west in Syracuse, a federal judge there has upheld male students' lawsuit against Collegiate University, alleging that his rights were violated in a campus sexual misconduct investigation that resulted in his expulsion. The student was accused by a female student of having sex with her against her will in his dorm room. He said, though, that it was consensual. The lawsuit is just one of dozens in recent years complaining of unfair college disciplinary proceedings against male students that are accused of sexual assault. Attorney Matthew Mittenberg said that the collegiate case will be the first of its kind to proceed to a trial unless the college reaches a settlement. A spokesman for Collegiate University said that the college won't comment on ongoing litigation. Time for us to step aside for a moment. When we return on the update this Friday, we'll help you get around with the MTA Essential Service Plan. We're going to talk sports and how Churchill Downs will open without spectators in mid-May. We'll talk about what happened on this day in history, and then we will talk the latest national news. How a rural county is defying the governor of California's orders on shutdowns has become the first county in the state to let non-essential businesses reopen. We will address that and more when the update with Brandon Julian, OTR, podcast exclusive, and also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel returns in just a moment. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. They say singing can help you remember things, so here's some tips for parents out there during these tough times. Number one. Make sure your kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside. Two. Virtual play dates, social and physical distancing can help save lives. Three. Tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. 
keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies. It's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Because of the MTA's essential service plan, most subway lines will be running every 20 to 30 minutes. Also, there is no scheduled service on the B, Grand Central Shuttle, W, and Z trains. For alternate service, you can use the 7, A, C, D, E, J, N, Q, or R trains. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. Let us talk some. Uh, let's talk some sports on this Thursday, on this Friday, I should say. The NFL has now switched its mid-May owners' meeting to remote video conferencing because of the pandemic. Uh, the meeting was scheduled for Marina Del Rey, California, on May nineteenth through twentieth. The league had previously canceled its annual meeting in March in Florida, where the owners would have voted on potential rules changes. Those votes were expected to occur at the California meeting and likely will be conducted during the virtual meeting instead. Among the rules to be discussed is allowing pass interference to be part of the <coughs> excuse me. Among the rules to be discussed is allowing pass interference to be part of the video review system. That rule was adopted for one year and has gotten poor reviews from coaches and also players. And also, Churchill Downs says that its spring meet will open without spectators on May 16th. The historic Kentucky track is expected to release a revised schedule of stakes races online this weekend. Last weekend's scheduled opening was delayed because of concerns about the pandemic, which has forced the postponement of the Kentucky Derby from this weekend to September 4th. The Trax's new opening will come five days after its stables and training center reopen in phases under strict guidelines. Racing will be conducted Thursdays through Sundays with Memorial Day card on May 25th. The meet will be spectator-free until government officials approve their return. When we come back on the update this Friday, we will talk about what happened on this day in history. And then we will address the latest national news. The uh, presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden says that the former staffer's allegation of sexual assault never happened. We will address that and more when the update with Brandon Julian, podcast exclusive, and also on the WKRB Mixcloud channel, returns in just a moment. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. I'm Haley Kyoko, and I know what it's like to struggle with mental health issues. If you have a friend that's going through a tough time, now is the perfect moment to reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. 
From New York City, doing business in the same location since 1904, this is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the Update OTR podcast exclusive also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel. Today outside the closed gates of Kingsborough Community College and where uh, no students will be on this campus or any other campuses on CUNY and SUNY and also in the school systems until at least the fall uh, because uh, our top story, the governor said that uh, schools and colleges will be closed uh, through the rest of the academic semester. Uh, they'll still be doing distant learning, though. The governor also put forth some suggestions uh, that colleges now have to take forward for the fall. Some of the things he said, uh, how to reimagine schools. They say, how can schools monitor the spread? How can they uh, instill parent confidence and reinforce student safety? When and how can extracurricular activities reopen? Do the protocols for for special student populations change? Especially here on college campuses, how will housing, meals, and even gatherings work? What steps can need to be taken to ensure uh, student mental health? How can colleges best work together to share services and offer opportunities across the public and private systems? And would any alternative academic calendars work? Because as we go into the fall semester, there's going to be virtual graduations across the system. But many people are wondering, what will it be like when, uh, when it's time for fall? Because many, all the CUNY schools, at least to my belief, have offered uh, active distant learning through the summer. So when it comes to the fall, it'll be a very interesting, a very, very interesting sight to see. Let's talk about the, what happened on this day in history for this May the 1st. The highlight of his day came in 1992, when on the third day of the Los Angeles riots, a visibly shaken Rodney King appeared in public to appeal for calm, pleading, quote, Can we all get along? In 1707, the Kingdom of Great Britain was created as a treaty merging England and Scotland took effect. In 1915, the RSM Lusitania set sail from New York headed to Liverpool, England. Uh, it was torpedoed and sunk by Germany off the coast of Ireland six days later. In 1931, New York's 102-story 102 Empire State Building was dedicated. Also, singer Kate Smith made her debut on CBS Radio on her 24th birthday. In 1945, a day after Adolf Hitler took his own life, Admiral Karl Dodowitz effectively became sole leader of the Third Reich with the suicide of Hitler's propaganda minister, Joseph Goebbels. In 1960, the Soviet Union shot down an American U-2 reconnaissance plane over Severodoslovic and captured its pilot, Francis Gary Powers. In 1963, James W. Whitaker became the first American to conquer Mount Everest as he, as Sherpa guide Nawang Gambu, reached the summit. In 1967, Elvis Presley married Priscilla Beaulieu, Beaulieu, I think I got that right, at the Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas, a day divorced in 1973. Also, Anastasio Somoza de Bile became the president of Nicaragua. In 1971, the Intercity Passenger Rail Service Amtrak went into operation. In 1982, the World's Fair in Knoxville, Tennessee was opened by President Ronald Reagan. 
In 1991, Nolan Ryan of the Texas Rangers threw his seventh no-hitter at the age of 44, shutting out the Toronto Blue Jays 3-0. Also, Ricky Henderson of the Oakland A's set a major league record by stealing his 939th base during a game against the Yankees. And in 2009, Supreme Court Justice David Souter announced his retirement effective at the end of the court's term in late June. Uh, President Obama chose federal judge Sonia Sotomayor to succeed him. When we return on the update this Friday, we will address the latest national news, including how Joe Biden is denying a former staffer's allegation of sexual assault and how a county in California is defying the governor's order on a coronavirus shutdown. We'll address that and more when the update with Brandon Julian, OTR. Podcast exclusive also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel returns in just a moment. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Hi, I'm Amine. Sometimes starting a conversation with a friend about mental health can feel awkward, but your support can make a huge difference. You know your friends best, so if you feel like something's wrong, trust your instinct and reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. This time of upheaval is causing me to look a little deeper inside myself, looking for some goodness. And this is what I've found. I'm more aware of my neighbor's well-being. I'm saying thanks to those who help keep my life as normal as possible. My mail carrier, my grocery cashier, my delivery person. I find myself caring about others instead of just looking out for myself. And oh, my goodness, does it feel good. Goodness is in you. From PassItOn.com. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB Update. Welcome back to the Update OTR podcast exclusive, also on the WKRB Mixcloud channel outside the gates of Kingsborough Community College, where, of course, no students will be on this campus, at least in classes for the remainder of this semester. Uh, the governor ordered today that all schools statewide will remain closed uh, and will continue the distant learning. Uh, decision on summer schools will be deferred uh, until the fall. Until the fall, until the end of the month. Let us talk some national news on this uh, Friday. We begin in Washington, where the presumptive Democratic nominee, Joe Biden, he's denying a former staffer's allegation of sexual assault, saying that it never happened. Uh Ooh, excuse me. Uh, Biden's is first of all the comment on the allegation came during an interview today on MSNBC's Morning Joe. Former staffer Tara Reid says that Biden assaulted her during the 1990s and she filed a complaint in 1993. Biden said he doesn't believe any record of any complaint exists, but will ask the National Archives whether it has any such records. The former vice president said that there are many, quote, inconsistencies in Reid's accounts. 
Biden said that over his five decades in public life, none of his employees, including Reed, were asked to sign non-disclosure agreements. Out west in Sacramento, California, there's a rural county that is defying Governor Gavin Newsom's coronavirus shutdown order and has become the first, the state's first county to let non-essential businesses reopen. Diners are being allowed in restaurants in Modoc County in the state's northwestern corner near Oregon. Officials say that the county still has no COVID-19 cases. It has about 9,000 residents, and its officials say that they have not heard back from the governor about their reopening plan. They assert that the plan aligns with Newsom's indicators for reopening. In the heartland of America in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, as the pandemic continues to force the closure of meatpacking plants across the country, hog farmers have had to respond quickly to a rapidly growing backlog of animals in their barns by killing and disposing of pigs. Many large-scale hog farmers have little choice once barns reach their full capacity. Uh, officials estimate about 700,000 pigs across the nation can't be processed each week and will be euthanized if plants don't resume operations. To help farmers, the USDA has set up a center that can supply the tools needed to euthanize pigs. That includes captive bolt guns and cartridges that can be shot into the heads of larger animals, as well as chutes, trailers, and personal protective equipment. And finally, let's turn to something that'll make you happier, out in New Orleans. The parents of a 12-year-old girl from the New Orleans area are now overjoyed that their daughter has recovered from a near-death coronavirus infection. Juliet Daly had barely made it to the hospital before she had a heart attack. She was eventually airlifted to another hospital and put on a ventilator for four days. The doctor said that children don't often have the same symptoms as adults with coronavirus infections. In Juliet's case, she had severe abdominal pains and eventually her lips started turning blue. But now the middle child of three is out of the hospital and is well enough to go biking and play with her brother. Some encouraging happy news. Our thought for today is from an Italian proverb. Our thought for today is, anyone who was satisfied to stand still should not complain when others pass him. I'll let you guys ponder on that as we say, in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the way it is, Friday, May the 1st, 2020. That is the update on this Friday outside the gates of Kingsborough Community College. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you joining us. And in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining us. Good luck. Be safe. Be well. I'll see you back in some other part of the city tomorrow.